Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Rise Station podcast. I'm your host, Pernella Harris, and here I provide mental health and wellness education tips. So if that's your thing, thank you for joining me. Welcome. If this is your first time tuning into the Rise Station podcast, please go ahead and hit that subscribe button so that you get an alert every Monday at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time when I upload a new episode. Well, today, Rise Tribe, I have a very special guest. I have Mr. James Taylor Jr. He is just a magnificent creator. He's a speaker. He's a mentor, a business coach, and he does also life coaching. And I found him on TikTok and he's out of Atlanta doing great things, very inspiring. So I definitely wanted to share him with you guys. So he agreed. I reached out to him and he agreed to go ahead and join me on this podcast. So before I get into it, let me go ahead and introduce my very special guest. James Taylor Jr. is the founder of We As Men Inc. and the Just Be Conference, which he's going to tell you a little bit about. He has been in church and business leadership for the last 20 years. He's built his two successful businesses with mentors and is now have become a business coach and a life coach, as I said before. He has a passion for inspiring the youth and empowering adults because growing up, he did not see people who looked like him in leadership roles. So he wanted to go ahead and represent that. He has stated, my goal is to help the next generation grow faster and healthier than I did in business and in life. So with that being said, I want to go ahead and welcome my very special guest, Mr. James Taylor Jr. Welcome. Welcome. Hey, how are you? How are you? How are well, you? well, thank you so much for being on and taking this opportunity to talk to my audience. No, no, this is a blessing. I really appreciate it. I thank yeah. you for having me. Absolutely. Yeah. So can you tell my listeners just a little bit about you and some of the new projects that you're working on? Yeah, right now I am working on the We As Men podcast, an app that is actually geared towards helping men build their businesses and uh, build a better relationship with their family. They cover five areas, faith, family, functionality, fitness, and finance. So we work really big on that. And then the Just Be Conference is probably about four years. We have a Just Be Conference that's just the conference itself in November. And then April, we have the Just Be Men. Then we have the Just Be Women. And then we have Just Be Kids. Mm, I like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so November, give me the conference dates. November 16th, 17th, and 18th. November okay. 16th is our fundraising banquet to help raise money for our students and make sure everybody's straight and good to go there for the we as men portion of what we're doing. So that's, it's not supposed to say big banquet anymore, I'm supposed to say reception. So we have a reception coming up on that day. And on the 17th and 18th is the conference day where you learn purpose, emotional intelligence, things about misogyny, and that's more so just the mind and heart of the individual. Then on the other side, you learn about nonprofit, the basics of it, how to start a business, one-year, three-year, five-year plan, credit repair, good credit, and business credit. And then we also teach about what it looks like to have generational wealth, financial literacy. I mean, that's amazing. You, you're teaching men 
skills to build themselves up, but also to actually build practical. So they're building their mind, their emotional capacity, and also practical skills to build their wealth. Right, right. So within the show notes, we will put where they can find information. But why don't you go ahead and tell us where they can go and find out more information about how to register for this? Thank you for asking. You can go to justbecon.com and you can get all the information you want to know about the conference. That's J-U-S-T-B-E-C-O-N.com. And just so we're clear, the conference is actually free for students ages 12 through 17. Wow. Any of those students can come. Our goal is to have 250 kids on November 18th, that's Saturday, where they can come all day and learn. They'll learn financial literacy and then play the game Four Quadrants. I know I know a lot of people heard that by Kawasaki. And so we, we spent a lot of time really giving a conference where we'll have adults at every conference. It'll be men. Then one is women and, and then one is whole family. But we always allow students to come. Because I think one of the things that we're very passionate about is allowing them to come for free. So if you go to the website, Just Be Kind, you can register your child for free. You pay a ticket and they can come for free. Oh, I love that. And yes, you can watch I- it online as well. So, Okay. So we definitely want to get some people in there and also to the banquet. So, oh my God, that's great work. So, you know, I've been following you in your path, in your journey for quite mm-hmm. some time, I think for mm-hmm. like a year now. And you're just always so inspirational. So I wanted to have you on the Rise Station podcast, podcast for people who are in a dark place who want to rise above. So I I usually get guests who are empowering, have an inspirational story, which you do. And I can't wait for my listeners to hear your story. Uh, But what impact do you want to leave on this world before you leave this planet? A very powerful question. Uh, One, a love for Christ. And then also a love for purpose. Now, the, pur- the word purpose says the original intent for why something was created. I believe God has created everybody to do something great in this world. I think the problem is a lot of people don't tap into what that is and they don't have the opportunity to do so. And then they don't have people to show them what that looks like. And I believe there's two areas of a person's life. There's the identification, who you identify as, as a person. And then there's the classification, the work that you do with all of that. And so my prayer is that I, I leave a legacy where you may not may remember my name, but you may remember my work. Mm. Okay. So the two areas, what is the difference between identification and classification? Like, can you give me a uh, practical example so I can understand it? Okay. Identification deals more with who you are. Classification deals more with what you do. So if I identify as kind, identify as loving, understanding, this is who I am. So identification is who I am. That's the core values that I have. And and then classification is what I do. I might be an engineer, a doctor, a lawyer, but I'm more concerned about my identification than my classification because my classification can change. I could be an engineer and I could be a supervisor or I could be somebody who starts out like me in ministry for 25 years. And then turn on around and just become a full-time entrepreneur and just building businesses and doing nonprofit work. So it all falls in line with you making sure you know who you are because your assignment can change, but the core value of who you are should never. Okay, definitely understand that. All right. So can you tell us about a journey that you've mm-hmm. had to overcome some type of trial and tribulation? Oh, we ain't got enough time. 
<laughs> Currently, my wife died of cancer, mucinous ovarian cancer. Uh, very life-changing for me. I realized that I had to learn how to get out of survivor's remorse, which leads to a lot of guilt and a lot of regret. And I think it made me realize how broken I was because my mother died of cancer. My godfather, who I consider my dad, he died of cancer as well. And then I lost my grandmother. And this is all in the span of the last seven years. And so I've had a lot of loss. And it has really made me realize that life is precious. And no matter how much time you have on earth, you're not guaranteed anything. You don't know when you're going to leave. And I'd rather leave on my knees loving God and serving people. Mm. Okay. Thank you so much for being so transparent that you have really been through it but and that that's what's so inspiring because you still show up loving compassion wanting to serve doing so much for other people and giving so much of yourself even you know despite everything that you have gone through so what kind of got you through some of those dark moments what were some strategies or techniques that people can learn that you found helpful to get you through I think what really worked for me was just really humbling myself and being honest about the fact that I couldn't fix it. You know how they have the alcohol anonymous prayer, Lord, help me to control the things I control and to accept the things that I cannot. And so I'll make an interesting statement. I saw my wife deteriorate. She was believing God. And we were sitting there. The doctor told us she had three months to live. It was April 14th. She died July 13th. So showed you how much the doctor was really accurate because she's been through this. We had a great oncologist who was a woman of God, a lot of faith. We actually did another surgery that my wife probably wouldn't have done anything. And then when they opened her up, they stopped it. It was like, hey, there's nothing else we could do. They told her. And my wife had some family members who's like, you need to have more faith. You need to trust God. And I said to them, I would actually hate him if he wasn't sovereign. I have to trust that he's in control, right? And then that also made me realize that when I help other people, I'm not really in control of the results. I'm really just in control of the information that I give them. I'm only in control of how I love them. Then it also made me realize there's a gap in space between what somebody says and what I receive. So you can say anything about me. But how I receive it is most important. And I think what happens is I had to learn that if you say something about me, right, that hurts my feelings, it only hurts my feelings on two conditions. One, I value what you say. Or two, I already felt that way about myself. But there's no other way you can hurt my feelings. If somebody says, I'm just using that as an example, I'm not trying to be funny, but I have big lips. So somebody's like, oh, you got big lips. I'm like, that's that shouldn't hurt my feelings because that's the truth. The only way it hurt my feelings is if I don't believe that they have value or that it makes me unattractive. You know, all those little minuscule things that we deal with. And so watching my wife have to make the decision to trust God either way made me realize that even though I may not have control of everything around me or even what happens to me sometimes, the thing that I do have control of is how I respond and how I live every day. 
And so for me, that's a big deal. You know, every day is not promised. So let me put great work in the days that I got. That's a great way. That's great advice. And that's a great way to live. Great perspective because mm-hmm. life is going to life. You know, we get to choose what we experience. We get to choose whether we mm-hmm. are tormented or whether we stay hopeful and resilient. So. Yeah, that's great. So looking back on everything that you've endured, what is the one major lesson that you learned and still use today? That love is unconditional, but how we deal with people are not. Mm-hmm. Explain that. That's nice. In, in other words, I can love you the same, but I may never be able to treat you the same way in every situation. If I love you, it just stays the same. It doesn't go up or down. But when you do something wrong, I might have to discipline you if you're a child. Or if you might you might hurt my feelings, I might not be able to let it slide and say something to you. My love may stay the same, but my interactions may deal with you. You may break my heart, and I might not be able to marry you or be in a relationship with you. But, but my love uh, can still stay the same. It just will be applied differently. And I think people are scared to say that to somebody. Excuse me. It's like a good woman walking away from a bad man. She may still love him, but he may not be no good for her. So her love may be unconditional, but her environment and habits may change. So being able to set boundaries accordingly or modulate like accordingly. Yeah, because people, when they love you, they have this thing called, I, I believe, called unbounded mercy. But their mercy and their kindness has no bounds. You let people walk all over you. But the moment you set boundaries is actually when you have more freedom. The more I limit the abuse, the more I have the freedom to not allow myself to lose my identity. And a lot of people don't talk about that enough. So it's important to me that that I do that. Like a great example is I have a, a daughter. She's 19. I love her with all my heart. She wants to be on her own. I would want to control that, but it's not my place to do so. I got to let her go on her journey. The thing that I get to do is love her unconditionally. But now I have to love her unconditionally from afar or out of respect of her age. You know what I'm saying? Even if she has a partner, somebody in her life that I do not like or want to deal with, my love got to stay the same. Wow. So now, guys, do you see why I brought him here? Just look at all these nuggets that he's sharing. Oh, my God. I'm so impressed. All right. So on a party note, what would you say to someone listening to this episode currently in a state of hopelessness and defeat? What advice would you give them? One day at a time. And one day at a time is a building block. A lot of times they tell you one day at a time. And I want you to take one one day at a time that you're moving from surviving to thriving. And you have to have that mindset. You cannot have a mindset that you'll get to the end at the end of the goal at the end of the rainbow or everything's going to be easy. No, just one day at a time. Today, I'm used to cussing everybody named mama out. Today, I'm going to hold my tongue. Then today, I'm used to holding my tongue and saying all the nasty thoughts in my mind. And today, I'm going to work on having a better mindset. Today, I got a better mindset. I don't cuss you out. I don't need to hold my tongue. And now I want to teach it to somebody else. It's one day at a time. But you want to get from not cussing people out and fighting. That's surviving. But helping people to understand and grow and build from you and learn from you. That's thriving. 
you know, and that should be our goal every day. I think that's an amazing task, but that's an individual walk. I think if everybody learned how to better themselves, we'd be better for one another. Well, listen, I hope that you guys take full advantage and get to connect with James uh, Taylor Jr. in his conferences. Go check out the website. Go see what he is doing. Uh, he's doing great things in Atlanta. And you can also follow you on TikTok. What's right. your TikTok handle? Everything is the same for me. Uh, Mr. James Taylor Jr. M-R-J-E-M-E-S-T-A-Y-L-O-R-J-R. I mean, my Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. All the same. Okay. I'm one of the lucky ones. So. Definitely would love um, you guys to check out and support him and support his mission. He is empowering families and students. Um, so go ahead. The show notes will have all the links of ways to connect. I just want to thank you so much for the work that you're doing and pouring into everyone and also coming to talk to our audience on the Rise Station podcast. Thank you so much. Hey, it was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. If you have found this episode helpful, help us grow our audience. By providing us with a five-star review, you help make this podcast visible to others. Help pull others out of a dark space by showing that you care, by sharing this podcast with them. Nothing is better than a friend or loved one who wants you to up-level your life with them. Thanks for tuning in.